0: And we are live. Hi, and welcome to episode 32 of TLC Tech Learn Coffee. I'm your host, along with Nancy Minacozzi. My name is Lisa, and I'm a fifth grade teacher in South Monterey County. And like Lisa said, I'm Nancy, I'm an instructional tech coach in Northwest L.A. County. Um, I want to remind you of our format. We have a 15-minute format because nobody got time for more than that. Uh, Tonight's coffee fact, I don't know about you guys, but it's been really hot out by me. And so tonight's coffee fact has to do with the difference between cold brew and iced coffee. Basically, the difference between the two has to do with the water, cold brew coffee is left to steep in cold water for 12 to 24 hours, while iced coffee is basically hot coffee that has ice added to it to cool it down. Cold brew is smoother, has lower acidity, and lasts longer in the fridge, but it requires more ground coffee and a heck of a lot more patience. Um, Tonight's guest is Jonathan Lee, who will be talking to us about coding. So, Jonathan, tell us a bit about yourself, who you are, and what you do.
1: Well, thank you very much for having me and that lesson on coffee. I am not a coffee drinker, so I'm always happy to learn a little bit more uh, on that kind of stuff. So, thanks. Uh, My name is Jonathan Lee. I am actually in St. Louis, Missouri, and I am a former fourth-grade and fifth-grade teacher in the area. I currently serve as an instructional specialist. I run workshops, uh, meet with PLCs and teams on integrating technology, looking at instructional practices, and looking at data and how to meet the needs of their students. So um, Every day is different and the summertime is really the busiest time so it's a great time.
0: So you're doing a lot of PD right now in the summer?
1: Yeah, a lot of PD and a lot of traveling uh, more than usual. Uh, We were down in San Antonio for ISTE and then I'm vacationing with my mother-in-law's in Kansas City but I will be in Wichita, Kansas, Salina, Kansas. I'll be in Rolla, Missouri. I'll be in Jefferson City, Missouri. I was in Cape Girardeau earlier. So, all around the state of Missouri and a little bit of Kansas too. So, a um, little traveling, some Google, some Apple, some coding, uh, usually whatever they need. So, it's, it's a lot of fun.
0: That sounds terrific. Yeah. Um, so, tonight's episode, we're focusing on having teachers doing coding. And a lot of teachers that I've encountered are really nervous or insecure about getting started with coding. So what would you say to those kind of nervous, reluctant teachers who are maybe interested but are not not really sure about the whole coding thing?
1: Well, I, I would just tell them to just get started, just to, to try it out. You know, we, we uh, encourage our students to take risks every day. And, um, you know, it's important that we as educators also take those risks and knowing full well that we may not be the experts in the room or that uh, we may struggle and it may take longer for us because we're not as digitally native as some of our students are um, you know I it, it's not easy it can be really frustrating I, I am by no means a coder um, I get struggle I struggle all the time and when I get new resources in or I try new things out You know, it takes me a long time, but you know, I I know that our students really enjoy it, and that's kind of where the future is going. And so it's important to kind of put that front foot forward and and give it a whirl.
0: So, uh, a lot of teachers say that, well, it's not my thing. How do you encourage those teachers?
1: Well, it's not a matter of being um, their thing as much as it being a thing for the future for their kids, you know. I've done many different types of workshops uh, a break a break to use one and I remember I have one I usually use it's math focus and I use it with all kinds of PLCs and I have English teachers who come in and go, oh I can't do breakouts because I can't do this math I said, well, it's not the breakout it's not it's not the coding it's the engagement of the students that's important. And so um, whether it's coding or mathematics or English or whatever, um, it doesn't have to be your thing. It's something that you want to get better at so your students will then um, want to engage and get better at themselves, too.
0: That's a great point. We, we don't allow teachers to say, you know, I don't want to teach this if it's a standard. So, and this is a great way to get them to be more engaged. I like yeah. that. So yeah. let's say that we have a teacher who wants to get started. What should uh, he or she do?
1: Well, there are many different resources out there. Um, where to start is always is kind of daunting as well. Um, I today I want to kind of talk about the big three tech companies. Uh, I know that talk to them as Apple, Google, and Microsoft. You know there there are a lot of small companies that are out there that are doing these. I know a lot of people have heard of Scratch, um, Scratch Junior, or Code.org. Um, all of those those two right there work just fine too. But I'm going to talk about um, Apple and Google and, and Microsoft but just either get on Twitter and look for a PLN or or just search uh, coding in the classroom and then you know, there's some many different ways to get started um, I, there's no real one way to do it you know I, I, it just it's hard to, to focus in on one but um, I've been I've been working a lot now with with Apple Swift playground and that's one that I'm recommending more and more now that I've gotten into it. And I'm not an Apple guy, but um, this product's pretty cool. So um, yeah, go ahead. Sorry.
0: So, no, I was going to ask, so the Swift Playground, is that a, an iOS app? Is that a Mac app? How, what, uh, what resources do you need in order to use the Swift Playground?
1: So yeah, that, that's my biggest complaint about Apple and the products is that it, they're generally Apple-specific. Um, And that frustrates me because not every school or or teacher can afford uh, the iPad or or, or the stuff like that. But, yes, Swift Playgrounds is iOS-specific, so iPhones, iPads, um, and it has to be the newer ones, um, the newer iPads. And what I was – I was like, what do you mean by newer? Uh, Basically, any iPhone or iPad that has the – Uh, The new charger. What do you call it? I'm not even sure what it's called. Oh, the
0: lightning charger, the The small charger. charger.
1: Yeah, the lightning charger. So anyone that has that is new enough to handle um, the software needed for that. I believe you have to be running at least a 10.0 iOS um, along with that. And I believe it's also a Mac app. I'm using it currently on my uh, my iPad, and I've been in a workshop with Apple folks, and they had iPads for everybody. So... um, I think it's geared toward that. Uh, it is exciting. I, that same workshop I was with with Apple, they're launching a $300 student iPad. So the prices are coming down. So it's exciting.
0: That's very exciting.
1: Yeah. It's a uh, slower processor, less memory. Um, but I mean, you know, students don't always need the high powered thing. So uh, I think it'd be just fine.
0: Yeah, that sounds really exciting because yeah. I know my my district has iPads, and I think this would be something that they would like. Um, yeah, go ahead.
1: It's it Yeah, it, I mean, I'll tell you, I, I've used the other ones, and I'll talk to the other ones briefly, but I'll, I figure we'll spend most of the time on this one. But um, It's got courses laid out in iTunes U and iBooks that you can download. Um, there, there's coding level one, two, and three. So I'm currently wa- working my way through level one. And um, spent uh, a couple hours on just yesterday, and you know it, it gets frustrating sometimes. I had it's like, all right, you know what? I'm taking a break. Um, I wish it had a few more hints as we go through there, but it does a pretty good job. It's a neat little um, interface, and so uh, I was I've been pretty impressed with it. And the fact that it's got the curriculum piece to kind of back it up, the the books within the iBooks uh, works out really well too. So,
0: and uh, is that free?
1: It is all free, yes. Uh, and what's neat is that it works so my understanding, and again, I am not a coder, but I know that's where it's going. so I'm trying to learn as you know as we go. But um, Swift is actually a coding language that Apple's created and it works well with X Xcode, I believe it's called. And that's how a lot of the apps that are, uh, drive iPhones and iPads are made. And so not only are you learning a coding language to get started, you're also learning a language that's actually being used in the world to create apps and stuff like that, and so that's kind of been the. I asked the question. I was like, "Why, why not just use block within Blockly within Scratch or go to IR Code and use the Blockly language?" Because um, Blockly language is not really being used to create apps, um, but this Swift stuff is being used, so kind of helps you there a little bit.
0: Well, that's great, and I have to say. I'm really happy to hear that you're frustrated uh, at times when you're working on this because it really just shows the growth mindset. Um, I like to hear what, you know, I think it's good for people to understand that we're all learning this and it can be frustrating and it can be hard, but you can uh, overcome it. Yeah. So we have. I do want to talk a little bit about my, the Microsoft also. So teachers yep. that don't have the Apple resources, uh, what about Microsoft?
1: Yeah, so Microsoft is—I uh, like to think they're kind of trying to find their way a little bit. Um, they've got a universe, or they call it Flatverse, which is kind of odd. I've—I've I've put a link in our little document, um, and it came out about—I uh, want to say six, seven months ago. And if you go to Microsoft Education and you log into where all their other um, get certified, and you get points and badges and stuff like that. It's in there. It's Microsoft's Touch development, and then it's also called Flat First. So they're kind of working on that name change. Um, And I went through the course, but I don't feel like I learned anything. It was almost, it holds your hand almost too much, Um, because it really does walk you through, okay, click on this, then click on this, and then watch this happen. and though I, it was fun and it was neat to, to set this game up because you're setting a game up in that flat verse, uh, I, I again, I don't think I really walked away. And, again, it's a different language. Um, they all have very common themes, uh, but it's not the same as, like, Swift. But, again, it's, it's another way to kind of get started, and I think they're still kind of developing what that looks like.
0: Okay. That sounds... That sounds interesting. Um, now I know Apple can't be used on the Chromebooks. The Swift um, can the can the Flatverse be used on Chromebooks? Because sorry, Chromebooks. Because it sounds like a really great tool for somebody if you're nervous. If it, you know, maybe you felt like it walked you through too much, but maybe some beginner teachers who are nervous might find that they need that level of support. Um, yeah. Does that work on Chromebooks if you log into your account?
1: Yes, it is purely web-based, so it will work on any device um, that has Internet access. So, yeah, and I, 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 I agree that it, I think it would be helpful for those just starting. Uh, my, like I said, my only complaint is that since it walked me through so much, I couldn't step away and say, okay, yeah, I've done all of this. Now let's try to write something. I couldn't write it it's um, because it was so handheld. Uh, it was great, but it is it, it made it harder for me to write it on my own, you know? But, right. Yeah.
0: But maybe it could be a good first step for somebody.
1: Absolutely. It's definitely worth checking out. Um, plus you get a badge. You got to love badges, right? So badges um, are you good. get a badge for going through the Microsoft internet or um, education thing so you do that there. And
0: is there a cost associated with that? No,
1: nope, that's free as well.
0: Awesome. We love free. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. So
0: <laughs> and then uh, yes, and we also love… Lisa has a little bit of delay on her internet. She put in the chat, we love badges. Yes, we do. We totally love badges. We find them very motivating.
1: Absolutely. So I'll round it up real quick with Google's um, because I can't talk about the others and not talk about Google. Uh, Google is is really if you want to get started with coding in your classroom, and that's not necessarily learning as a teacher, but getting your kids into it. The Google's CS First program, it is basically like an after-school coding club that's set up with lessons, detailed lessons for teachers just to do it with their kids. Um, No worry, they send you some products, some uh, um, passports for your kids, they send you all the resources. It is completely free too. It comes in different styles, so if you're looking for an arts, uh, coding for the arts or coding for athletics, there's different versions you can use, and so it's really simple to use. But it's not one that if a teacher wants to sit down and kind of learn how to code. That's not one for that, so it's kind of like the third one on the list. But there's my Google right, one. But,
0: and you you did it perfectly. That was my <laughs> timer right there. So, um, any last thoughts or advice or comments for people who would be listening?
1: Yeah, I mean, don't be afraid it, to don't be afraid to try things out. You know, uh, I, I talked about the big three here, but don't be afraid to go into Code.org. They have many different resources there as well. Uh, but if you have an iOS device. Check out Apple Swift. It's pretty cool. Um, if your school is running that, I didn't get into it, but it, it goes on into the extra resources like Sphero's, Legos, uh, drones. That that same Swift coding actually will work with Dash and Dot too. All of this is those resources that schools are kind of purchasing now and using. Um, so it's definitely one of it's been pretty cool. So don't be afraid and hook me. You know, email <laughs> me. Let me know how your struggles because I've been there. I'm. I'm a techie, but I'm not a coder, so i it's not easy, but it's fun.
0: Well, you've just given me my summer assignment because we <laughs> uh, we do have iPads, and we've just bought a bunch of Dash and Dots among uh, yes. and some Spiros, so I'm going to be playing with this because I haven't really even looked at it. It's, um,
1: so it's awesome. Check, ch- it, check it out. It, ch- this, the Swift Legends, I've been really impressed with it. Uh, and the fact that it integrates with those other, because like I said, we've got and Dots, we got Spiros, we got EV3s, you know, got all that stuff, and um, I'm going to have to go buy a parrot drone, but uh, don't tell the wife, but um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh,
0: <laughs> well, this is, oh, it looks like we may have just lost Lisa entirely, so, oh, no. um, I, she, it looks like she just dropped out, so I will tell you thanks for uh, being our guest on behalf of both of us. Uh, If you're listening, I'd like to thank you for listening. And um, if you enjoyed the show, and of course you did, why wouldn't you? um, Please leave us a comment to let us know. Of course, you can comment on anything, but we'd really like to know if you've started coding, how it went, what your thoughts are. We will be putting all the resources that Jonathan shared with us into our um, description box and... uh, We'd like to invite you to join us on Monday, July 17th, when our guest will be Jeff Bradbury of TeacherCast.net. Lisa, are you back? I see her. I can't hear her. Um, So let me just finish up by saying uh, remember we are always looking for people to share the great things they're doing uh, in the classroom. So if you know someone that fits the bill or if you'd like to be a guest yourself, please visit TLC Ninja and complete the contact form to let us know. Don't forget to click the like button if you enjoyed this episode and if you haven't subscribed yet, what are you waiting for? Do it! Uh, If you're celebrating 4th of July, Please uh, make sure you have a happy and safe holiday, and thank you again. We'll see you in a couple of weeks.